Welcome to a new edition of the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino. On this episode, we talk with Montreal-based mindset coach Isabel Fortem. This veteran-turned-mindset coach helps people rediscover and reconnect to their purpose so they can feel fulfilled again. After leaving her military career, she felt lost. She was looking for a career with a sense of purpose. She wanted to continue serving, but in a way the military didn't offer, putting the fulfillment of humans first. That began a long journey of self-discovery to learn that her passion is to help others find theirs. She's got a great story, great energy. Enjoy this interview. Hi, Joe. Hi, Isabel. How are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Nice to meet you. Same here. So where are you coming out of? Uh, Montreal, Canada. Oh, man, Montreal. I've all, heard... Where all this, the, the smoke in the East End is coming from, that's us. Okay, okay. <laughs> but I hear so many good things. It's so beautiful up there. I actually interview a lot of jazz musicians from Montreal. You, I was just going to say, you never, you've never been to the Jazz Fest in Montreal? I've never been to Montreal. I've heard so many things about it that it's amazing. If you if you're a jazz enthusiast, if you yeah. ever come to Montreal, make sure it is the first two weeks of July. Actually, last week of June, first week of July, it is the biggest jazz fest in the world. Wow! It is out of this world. There are people on stage. I think there are six or seven stage uh, free events outside every wow. day, and plus there are paying paid shows uh, indoors. Yeah. But it's it's so wonderful. And I mean, you, you, you walk and there's, uh, like one stage, if you don't like that music, you walk 150 feet and there's another one. It's just, it's phenomenal, but it's hot in the summer. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I'm, I'm part cat, so I love it. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's okay. All, good. <laughs> all right. So what yeah. do you do, Joe? I, well, I do this and yes. I, I'm a busybody. I'm a, I'm an IT tech by day. Mm. I do visual arts. That's my painting behind us. Um, wow. Yeah. And I, I write, I do all kinds of things. So I, what, I just, what, what, uh, what horse do you have? What kind of, what, what, the type of horse do you have? What type of what? Oh, because you said I ride. So you ride motorcycle or horses? Oh, no, no. Uh, right. Like, right. Like, oh, you write. Yeah. Okay. I heard yeah. I ride. Because I used to have a a horse, so that's okay. why. I, yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Yeah. So cool. We'll, we'll we'll get into that. But what I would like to do first and foremost is yep. dive into what we all lived through, which was COVID for the last three years. How did <sighs> you survive it, and how has it changed the way that you do things now? Actually, it changed everything. Um, I owned a gym, and uh, and when when we when COVID hit. And we were, it was very strict in Canada and during COVID. So we closed, um, for 15 weeks and then we were open for like between June and October and now between July 4th and October and actually October like 8th, beginning of October. And then we were closed for 35 weeks. Wow. Yeah. Like the gyms, the, like what they considered non-essential businesses. So, um, gyms, restaurants were closed. Restaurants were allowed to do takeout. Like we yeah. all had to like stand in line and be six feet apart. And they would be, they would have like marks on the, on the floor. And they, they, uh, starting on the, the second shutdown, they were allowed to do, uh, only takeout. So you would, but, 
we had a curfew. We had to be in our homes for eight o'clock every day. Wow. So it's, yeah, that was really, really rough. And, yeah. you know, being closed, like total was 50 weeks. And when the first shutdown uh, arrived in, in Canada, which was around Mar- uh, April, uh, March, like 13th or something, I remember because it was Friday the 13th. Yeah. And I didn't even know Zoom existed. Yeah. Like I, I had no idea. It's just a colleague of mine who has the same, uh, brand, uh, uh, same banner gyms that I, that I have. She was in Calgary, Alberta. And, and she says, you know what? I, I'm starting to do, uh, like classes on Zoom. And I said, well, what's Zoom? And for me, like getting, to more in touch with tech and I'm not good and I'm never going to be good, but more in touch with tech. It opened up the fact that I was in the process of becoming a mindset coach full time because I have been doing that for a few decades, but always on a sideline. And I said, okay, so I can, I can take this, this stuff on the road, right? I mean, I can do this online. While staying here, I can talk to everybody in the world like I'm doing with you today while staying where I live. So that for me, and I ended up selling my gym at the beginning of 2022 and just diving into that that passion of helping people that I've had since forever, I think. Yeah. So let's, so let's it's a long answer to a short question. No, 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 that's good. That gives me a really good setup here. So I want to get to exactly what you do for a living. So let's put you in front of a bunch of third graders, career day, third grader looks up at you and says, Hey, what do you do for a living? How do you answer them? Oh, good God. To third graders? Um hmm. Oh my God, that's a good question. I would tell third graders <clears throat> that I help their moms being happy or happier. So because see, that's how would how would how I would um speak to third graders, but the reality is I help women when they become empty nesters and they're they're kind of lost who they are because they've sacrificed all of who they are in order to be mothers. Um, I help them reconnect to their essence and reconnect to their passion and their joy so they can be a regular human and fulfilled human outside of motherhood. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So to a third grader, that's what I would answer. I help, I help your mom be happy. So let's find out how you got here. Where were you born and raised and what were some of the seeds? that were put into you that became who you are? Um, I was born and raised in a small town uh, here in Quebec, about an hour and a half, um, actually between Montreal and Quebec City, all French. Um, I come from a military family. Both my parents were military. They, uh, they Funny story, they actually uh, were from the same town, but they met in Germany. They got married and had my sister. Wow. Moved back to Canada, and uh, my dad became an English teacher. And when I was a child, there was only there were only three families that spoke English in this in the town that I lived in. 
um, us and um, uh, Swiss, whatever uh, people that, that, that had um, moved from Switzerland. And um, I joined the military right out of high school and was very happy with that for a while. But, you know, it just I was happy with it because it gave me a sense of purpose and a sense of service. But I really did not like the job. Uh, but the sense of belonging, there's nothing like, like serving your country to have a sense, like there's such a camaraderie. Yeah. Um, so I left the military sh- a little short of 10 years in and I became a, a massage therapist because that's not at all the logical step. Um, actually fell in love with the, uh, um, I went to do an introductory to a Swedish massage with a friend of mine because she wanted to go and she didn't want to go alone and I fell in love with it. So I became a massage therapist and I actually just stopped uh, in 2022 after 23 years of, uh, of career, but my body can't take it anymore yeah. because it's very demanding on, on, on the therapist. And um, about 10 years into... Uh, the massage therapy, um, business. I, A, bought a, bi- uh, bought a gym and B, uh, became a mindset coach, but I became a mindset coach after one of my, uh, client in a massage client told me, she said, uh, Isabel, I don't come here for the massages. I come here to talk to you because whenever I leave your house after a massage, whatever I'm going through at home or whatever problems I'm facing at work, I always leave with a new perspective on things. And she kind of planted a seed in me. So I said, I'll be in school until I die. So I kind of just went to school. It was kind of the same progress as becoming a massage therapist. It was just, it was interesting to me. So I went to study it and then eventually it became a career. So, and then as we, as I was mentioning earlier, COVID hit and I just, you know, found out that I could actually do this full time from my house and do it um, via Zoom. And yeah, right on. So it's, a, it's a long answer to, again, long answer to your question. That's fine. That's fine. You're filling <laughs> in a lot of gaps here. So who's been kind of a role model or a hero for you? I mean, you have to operate as somebody that gives a lot and people look up to you as a mentor. But who's been your hero? Uh, famous or not famous? Any anything that anything that gets you through the night? Uh, my maternal grandmother. Okay, she's had a very. She was uh, born in nineteen thirteen. She had a very very uh, rough life, very rough life, and like the six or seven miscarriages and unborn uh, at birth. Uh, she lost a two year old, and she lost my mom when she was thirty six. Uh, 16 months later, she lost her husband and the, the lady just never stopped singing. Wow. And the funniest story that I've learned, the funniest story that I have to tell about my, my grandmother is that when she was 75 years old, I was in my twenties then, and I went to pick her up to bring her to a party. And when I got to her house, she was reading and I had never, I mean, she had a grade two uh level i mean she 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 didn't have time to go to school 
And she was reading and I had never seen her read. I didn't even know she could read. And um, she put the book down. She says, oh, Isabel, I didn't know I liked reading. So for her, she was still learning things about herself, even at 75. So she lived until she died. And that's that perfect. that's that's my role model. Famous would be Mel Robbins. Okay, well, so um I love that quote, live until you die. That's such a that, that should be put on something. Bumper sticker <laughs> shirt, right? Yeah. Coffee cup, you know? Well, you you know, most people and I, I don't want to get philosophical on you, but most people live seventy five year seventy five times the same year and they call it a life. Like they go on vacation always at the same dates, always at the same resort, always. And that's not what life is. Well, not to me anyway, but right. that's not what life is. So, yeah, I, I find most people aren't afraid of death. They're they're afraid of living. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There. Yeah, I get it. So let's go into another level of this question. If you can meet anybody alive on the planet right now, spend some time with them. Who would it be? Alive? Yeah. Bono. Oh yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. He's a great cat. Yeah, yeah. I I, I find him uh, interesting in so many levels, and I think that one one of the things that I find the most interesting about him is he didn't compromise who he is to be where he is. Yeah, he was always a Christian. That was always obvious, even in his songs. It was obvious in the work that he did outside of you too. Um, it's, yeah, Bono would be it. So what is the fuel for you every day? What is the spark that makes you be who you are and to help people and to be a mindset coach? What is that for you? I find that if everybody were taking their God-given talent and actually making a living with that, it'd be a much happier place to live. So that's, that's what I do. I, I'm a, I'm a, as you can tell, I have ease with talking to people in general. And so I use that talent to help others. And I find that if everybody did that, you know, if we could just stop with the, with the hatred, but when you don't like yourself, you can't like anybody else. So. For sure. What's been the best client success story you've been a part of? Uh, <laughs> a client came to me. That was a few years ago. A client came to me because she was contemplating divorce. She had been married for 23 years and she was very unhappy in her marriage, but she loved the human she was married to. He was a nice guy. He was a good husband, a good father. He was a good life partner. Um, but she didn't feel the passion anymore. And I could feel that there was, I could feel she was still in love with him. And I simply, just to validate what I thought, what my gut feeling was, I asked her how they met. And when she told the story, the sparkle was still in her eyes, right? Her eyes lit up. So I started, I guided the conversation towards her work and her daily life and what she did for a living and all that good stuff. And it, it took about three sessions before she even realized that the problem wasn't her marriage. The problem was what she did for a living. 
she was so unhappy, but she was so financially insecure. And she'd been with the company for X amount of years. And she was, you know, kind of sitting there waiting for retirement. And that she brought that home because her insecurity of leaving all of that behind and starting new in her 50s was just too scary for her. So she ended up, not only did she ended up changing careers, but she, they actually renewed their vows. Cool. So yeah, they didn't get, so that, that's my favorite story. So in your life, what are you the proudest of? What is it that you've done that you're the proudest of? Oh, wow. That's a good question. I think that I'm the proudest of the fact that I don't compromise who I am ever for nobody. If something isn't right for me, it's not right for me. And, and speaking my truth doesn't have to be about excluding anybody. It just, it's just about respecting my boundaries. So I, I, I don't compromise anything. I mean, I'll compromise on where we go for dinner, but yeah, because that doesn't matter to me. I just yeah. don't compromise who I am. Ever. So. Let's say you have a dream tonight. You run into the 20-year-old version of yourself, and you could give that younger version of you a piece of advice based on the wisdom you've gained in your life so far. What would you tell that younger version of you? Stop taking life so fucking seriously. (laughs) There you go. Another (laughs) T-shirt. Yeah, life is not that serious. I was a very, very sad kid. My mom died when I was five. And I was a very, very sad kid and I turned into an angry teenager and I turned into a bitter adult. And I was like that until I outlived her. So when I turned 37, I had a breakthrough moment. I, I stood, I, I woke up one morning and I had cried all night. And at this point, I didn't even know why I was sad anymore. And I had cried pretty much all night and I stood butt naked in front of my mirror and I said out loud, I looked at myself in the eyes and we rarely do that, right? Especially women, we look at our hair and do I have something in my teeth or we we look for reassurance. But now I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, I can't live like this anymore. So either I kill myself today or I choose another way to live. And I started living my my life that day. Yeah. So that's what I would tell my 20-year-old. But knowing me, I wouldn't listen. Right. There you go. That was the next question. <laughs> I wouldn't have listened. Right. It doesn't, it, yeah, it doesn't really matter. I had to go through all that crap to be who I am now. So as someone that's curious about things, if you could go back in history and see an event firsthand in the annals of history, where would you go? What would you love to see happen in front of you? Oh, my God. Joe, you're making me work here today. That's <laughs> wonderful. I love well, that. You know, I, I, I'm I going up that. against the mindset coach. We got to get in here yeah. and fight the good fight, right? That's wonderful. Um, be a witness of the beginning of something. Oh, my God. I would like to see. I'm going very far back. Mm-hmm. I would like to see the first human who realized that he could create fire. Yeah. Imagine how how much that person's life changed. Fire. You can cook your meals. 
is yeah talk about the fire in your eyes right yes <laughs> so, yeah and and heat i mean heat is important in everything i mean yeah. in, in our home but in our hearts in our relationships in our relationships to to everything it's it is it's for me fire is very important but yeah that, that that's where i would go back to I'm going back far, yeah. but yeah, that's that's a that's, that's a that's a that's, a, that's going to take a lot of gas in that time machine. So let's yeah. let's get to the fire in you. Everyone has a perception of you: family, friends, clients, colleagues. But you live your life. What's your yeah. perception of you? Who do you think you are? I'm a pretty cool chick. Yeah, I'm I'm not difficult to live with because I I. I set my boundaries right away. So it, they never escalate into the fact that I'm going to get mad because they've been told already. And I have, um, I don't know if that's positive or negative, but it is what it is. Uh, my eject button is, is used. And it's never in an angry manner. If, if I don't fit in your life, you don't fit in mine. That's okay. It, you know, there, we're 8 billion people on this planet. So, and I don't mean to say that as an, if you disagree with me, you're out because I love people that disagree with me. My best friend, we've been friends for over three decades. And the only thing that we have in common is that the fact that we're friends. And I love that because she always brings a new perspective into my life. And that's wonderful. But I know. She doesn't from a, she does it from a place of love and from a place of respect. So, yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm a pretty cool chick, I think. So I'm Isabel, easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. So, if anyone out there wants to hire you, learn more about you, anything pertaining to your world, where do they go? Izzyfortin.com. Okay. Cool. Or 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 LinkedIn. That's fine too. But I prefer my website. Yeah. Okay. So I, w- I have one biological son. His name is Miles. And if it was going to be a girl, her name was going to be Isabella Rose. Uh, so just, just, just putting it out there. So there you since, go. Since you're in Montreal. Yep. One of my favorite musicians of all time. Now I do jazz radio. I'm really into it, obviously, but I also, you know, love all kinds of kind of a connoisseur. My favorite musician is Patrick Watson and he's from Montreal. You ever heard of him? Yeah. Oh. Forget about it. I've seen it. him live a few what? times. Yeah. I bet that's mind blowing. It's something else. He's, he's It is something else. What a gem. People don't know yeah. about him. He's doing more soundtracks now, I think. So he's getting yeah. a little bit more into the, but yeah, his, his level and acumen and the way he slowly goes in and then it turns into this crescendo and then, yeah, and that voice down. too. Man. Do you I know thought, Jesse Cook? Jesse Cook. He's a flamingo player. He's from, I think originally he's from Nova Scotia. He lives in the Toronto area right now. You would love him. Okay. Uh, if he ever goes live anywhere close to you, okay. spend the money, drive over, go. You will not be disappointed. Okay. He has um, a few songs. I don't, I don't think he sings anymore at, at all. Because even I've I've seen him live a few times as well, and every time um, it's always one of his musicians that sings. So I think that his voice has gone bye bye. But he, he is oh my god, and he's very uh, generous on stage. But he's very generous, like even on on Facebook. If he gets a new guitar, he'll 
he'll like open it, you know, in front of us and test it. And he's, oh my God. He's so, yeah, just Jesse Cook. Yeah. I'm sold. I'm sold. Hey, this is great. <laughs> Thank you so much for opening up. This is wonderful. I love your energy and, Thank and, you. and I love the Canadian mindset. You know, a lot of the musicians get grants. You always enact legislation. Americans drag their feet on. There's just things, universal health care. I could go on and on. And I'm not saying it's a utopia. I always get stopped where it's like, okay, hold on. You know, nothing's a utopia, but I just like the way that you roll. So, um, yeah. I'll have to, I, I need to make it up there to Montreal at some point. So, you um, have to, you're not that far. You're, you're a central, so you can't be that far. Yeah. I can, I can just go wherever. I'm right in the middle. So, yeah. you know, where are you exactly? Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. Yeah. I crossed it last year. Uh, we did, uh, Los Angeles, Montreal on a motorcycle. Oh, good for you. Yeah. That was a long ride. That is a that sound. <laughs> My brain thinking about it takes a long time. So I get it. I, I'm glad it was a great trip. This has been wonderful. Thank you so much for taking time out today. Best of luck with well, everything. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another famous interview with Joe Domino, where we cover the world of art, literature, business, spirituality, music, and more from around the globe. If you want to hear more interviews, visit the Famous Interviews with Joe Domino channel on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks again for listening, and until next time. 